BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you don't have an hour to listen to the whole show, or 52 minutes, no big deal. Grab the DGENS app. D-E-G-E-N-S! Exclamation point. It's for Android or iOS. Grab that, install it, and then register. Registered users get the picks on Friday for the entire card of UFC. And it's free, you degenerate. There's no excuse. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Thursday morning, which means we're talking with James. UFC, what's going on, James? Yeah, you know the drill. Obviously, every Thursday we're back talking UFC, and yeah, I'm going very well, mate. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fine. Doing fine. So, James? Yes. Do we want to talk about Saturday? I just want to pretend like it didn't happen. What happened last Saturday? I, I'm, I don't you, know. It's just gone over my head. You've blanked, you've blanked it, huh? You just blanked out. Yeah, I, I, yeah I couldn't tell you what happened. I woke up, saw some of the results. I saw a couple of um, messages on Twitter going, you, fr- you called me a fraud. And I was like, that's natural. <laughs> we'll just pop the phone back down and uh, we- we'll go again next week. <laughs> T- tough, tough weekend for us in the UFC. 100%. But we-, we do, well, we get bad days and then there's that. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, to all the people putting money out there, I'm so sorry. I mean, I let you all down because that was horrific. Absolutely horrific. That's probably, I think that was arguably my worst night yet today out of the past couple months yeah I th- it, it, it was hands down that was yeah uh, nothing's gonna top it <laughs> no. there's an old joke that says this guy couldn't pick uh tomorrow's uh, you couldn't pick today's fights with tomorrow's newspaper and that was that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of us yeah last weekend yeah. unfortunately but hopefully we'll have a reasonably a better week this weekend not to say well hopefully we'll get some money but as long as i do better than last week I'm happy in preparation <laughs> for it's all in preparation for next weekend, mate. Right, that's the big UFC one. Big one. That's yep. the big one. All right. Well, let's take a look. Let's just jump right into it, man. Let's uh, take a look at the, the headline fight. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Um, obviously, I'm so, 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 so looking forward to this one. I mean, from start to bottom, really, in terms of the main card, this is arguably one of the best fight night cards I've seen in a long, well, not a long time, in a while with the UFC. Um, but yeah, let's get into it with the main event between Kirby Covington and Tyron Woodley. <laughs> These men hate each other. They despise one another. I mean, they came through the ranks at ATT. They still train um, at the same gym and Covington has sort of despised away from that group just because in the past couple of years, just simply because he's he's an arsehole. I mean, he's but he, he's, he's a super villain of the UFC, but he plays it so brilliantly. 
Um, again, you know what to expect from both fighters. I mean, Covington, he is a cardio king. I mean, he can go on for days. He can take the hard shots um, and he can take you down. I mean, he significantly, he will land a takedown. No matter how hard he tries, he will secure that takedown. And if he doesn't secure the takedown in the middle of the clinch or if they're in the middle of separating, he'll use that dirty boxing just to sort of get the points in the scorecards. And I mean... Regardless, trash talking aside, his personality as a fighter, I, I, I'm a big fan of Covington. I mean, when when this man comes to fight, you know it's going to be in, like a, a good night and an entertaining one because this man comes to fight regardless of what his whatever his skill set brings to the table. As for Tyron Woodley, obviously, a, about a year or two ago, there was this discussion as to you know he could be or could even surpass George St Pierre as the welterweight goat. Fortunately, since his loss to um, Kamara Usman, he's lost the belt. It's gone downhill for him. And recently, he lost to Gilbert Burns a couple of months ago. And in a way, he's, sort of, he's got that sort of same upbringing as Covington has. He's got that very good high-level wrestling background. But he's also got... I mean, you look at the build of Tyron Woodley. I mean, Jesus Christ, that man is huge for a welterweight. Um, with that being said, I think with Tyron Woodley... <sighs> I, I've watched a couple of interviews with uh, BT Sport with Adam Catterall and he, he seems more determined than ever just to get one over his, uh, <laughs> his old well, teammate, if you will. And I think just based on his sheer build, if he can sort of avoid the takedowns, which I don't think he will, it, he could throw one or two haymakers, like heavy shots early on and sort of look for the finish that way. But like I said, Covington's got a chin for days. And I mean... <sighs> It's a tough one for Tyron Woodley. I really, I want Tyron Woodley to win. Just like my head saying, Covington, my heart wants Woodley just because he needs that win. But um, I'm going to go for a Covington by decision on this one. Covington by decision. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Covington opened up minus 352. Healthy, healthy favorite. Minus 353 now. Let's see. Covington to win by decision. Minus 138. So it's still, mm. still, you're still putting up a little bit of money, but that's not, yeah. that's not so bad compared to the minus one or 353. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think you're right. I mean, Jesus, he's minus 350. There's no chance he's going to end the round or end the fight early. Is it? You think it really, no, is there any it, risk? It, it goes a distance. No, there's, okay. I don't think there's any way in which Covington gets it done early. I mean, if you look at him over his career, he's more of like a, a decision merchant in a way. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Man, then yeah, that's the play you got to make. Decision. All right. Not much else to say about that fight. Looks like it's going to be pretty one-sided. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, yeah, you, you're right. It's on paper, it's definitely one-sided and a one-sided affair. Probably will be, but Tyron Woodley again, like I said, he's he's more motivated for this fight. I've been watching a couple of interviews. He's he's preparing with uh, Jorge Masvidal, Covington's uh, former housemate, and you know, there's sort of that. That's the, the, it kind of, from what I'm seeing it from my perspective, there's like a little spark there with Woodley, whereby he wants to get one over Covington because everyone hates Covington in that welterweight division. But ultimately, it's, it's going to be the same. I think he, he tends to feed off of that and uh, ultimately gets it done, Covington. So, yeah, I don't think Tyron Woodley's going to get this one, unfortunately. Okay. All right, cool. man. yeah. Uh, moving on. What do we got next? Uh, co-main, I believe it's Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone against Nico Price. And oh, again, what what a fight we've got here. I mean, this fight is not going to go the distance. I can guarantee you that. But well, I've, I've jinxed it now. It's probably going to be the most boring fight we'll ever see. 
But I mean, you look at it on paper, Nico Price is just explosive, man. My God. Um, Donald Cerrone, he's enjoyed uh, a bit, pretty much an abysmal run recently. I think he went on a good streak at welterweight, then at lightweight, and was in contention to fight for the belt. And then he lost to Ferguson, then he lost to Gaethje, and now he lost to Conor McGregor, and then recently lost to Anthony Pettis. So he's not in the best of forms recently. Um, obviously, you know what Don, Donald Cerrone brings to the table. He'll fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. And you've got to respect, that's why the fans love him. In terms of his skill set, predominantly he's a hard hitter himself. He's a great striker. You've seen some of his iconic leg kick knockouts over the years, but he's also got that, he's a, he's a bit of a polished wrestler in a way. He's, he's very good on the ground as well, should the fight go there, but it's not going to go there in my opinion. I think Nico Price, you know what to expect from him. He is explosive as well himself. He lands so many like significant strikes a minute and... Yeah, he's coming off of a third round defeat to Vincente Luque, which is a bit of a shame. But, um, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Nico Price. He is legit and it's unfortunate for Don Cerrone because he's coming towards the end of his career. And I think he, he's taken a lot of beatings recently. And I think this is only going to be another beating, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to go for a Nico Price for our first round two gear. First round? Wow. It's going to be over. It's going to yeah, be yeah. over fast. Yeah, huh? yeah this, this isn't going to go the distance. Okay, man. Looking at this, I I can't find a stat that tells me that uh, Nico Price loses either. He, he looks like yeah. He looks like he's going to be take care of business. Nico Price uh, to end the round or in the fight early is minus one ten. Wow. I should say overall, Nico Price is only minus one forty nine. Yeah. And they're giving us a negative number on the on the uh, TKO TKO or submission. Whew. That that screams at me. That's what's going. to Jesus, dreams mm. it. Uh, Nico Price to end it in the first plus two forty. There it is. So I like yeah, that. I gotta go. follow you one hundred percent because that just <laughs> that, that just screams. They're they're giving us a negative not a negative number on a mm. minus one forty nine fighter to end it, you know, by a knockout. So shit. Yeah, I think you're right on the money. All right. Anything else on that fight? Uh, on what on the Cerrone fight? Yeah, you got anything else? It's uh, it's pretty much. I don't it, know. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I, I'd love for Cerrone to win, so I'm a big fan. But you just look at Nico Price's sheer explosiveness from the get go, and Donald Cerrone. I mean, his fight with McGregor. He started off very slow, got knocked out in the first round. So I, I don't know if he starts. He, he doesn't want to start off slow against Nico Price in this fight because he will get knocked out. But you never know. I mean, if he can start clean and start well and sort of take the shots early on, you know, then maybe you can get the decision win, but I, there's no chance I'm seeing this yeah. or any okay. win by decision. All right. There you, there you go. That's <laughs> it. Let's move on. <laughs> you want, uh, oh, Christ, probably going to butcher this one. Cam Zachemayev versus uh, Gerald Mearshot. Now, obviously, uh, Cam Zachemayev arguably won Fight Island in a way like he just burst onto the scene. He was fighting across various promotions across Europe and Asia and his sort of amateur professional career. Nobody knew who he was until he stepped in on short notice on Fight Island and he just sort of took the UFC by storm, really. He fought twice in the space of 10 days and won both of them. And obviously now he's 8-0. It's crazy. And I think with the UFC, they're sort of... They're sort of, I would say they're cherry picking, but they're sort of mapping out a path to like the top for Cam Zachmayev, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sticky one. I mean, they've got to be careful with Zachmayev. I mean, they they've already said, look, if you get through Mirshot at middleweight, then you can drop back down to welterweight to fight 
uh, Damian Meyer. Naturally, Kamzat is a uh, welterweight, so it's a bit of a weird one as to why he's fighting at middleweight against Mirshaw. I, I, I don't know why they're doing that. I think he should just stick to one sort of weight category and go from there. Now, I think that the UFC have offered Damian Meyer next after Mirshaw if he wins, and then that's a bit disrespectful for Joe Mirshaw, and that could sort of motivate Joe to sort of get the win in this one with Kamzat. You know what Kamzat's going to bring, like. He's just explosive. He's he's just got such a a good, well-rounded game. His cardio is second to none. His striking, he's got a very uh, tip-top striking. His wrestling, his grappling in the exchanges is second to none. I mean, this guy can do it all. But with that being said, I think Mearshart, his defence and his sort of ability on the ground is, 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 is okay. But whether it's enough to sort of cope against a guy that comes at Chimaev, I don't know. I mean, Chamayev can do it all and at the start of the day I was leaning towards a decision victory but just because of how explosive he is and just how dominant he's been over his career so far Chamayev I think he'll get it done via a second round TKO I'm going for a second round TKO for Chamayev second, second round TKO okay mm-hmm. Chamayev is uh, minus 407 right now opened at minus <laughs> 415 no value in betting him at all what we can find uh to win minus one eighty eight for KOTKO or submission minus one eight. So yep. man, they are making you pay for it this this week so far. That's that's the theme. Second round plus three seventy five. So th- there's the value there. That's the <laughs> that's the key right there. Hopefully that round bet hits out. Um, yeah. But shit. Yeah. There's four oh seven. I can't do it. And you're right. I'm looking at these stats. There's no. There's just. I can't find a number to key on. To, mm. to to think that Gerald's going to win at all, so I got to follow you again. Pains me to do so, but yeah, it's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I'm going to say you backing <laughs> me for the first few fights. Come on, what is this? <laughs> you feeling all right, Arch? Oh yeah, I'm feeling great. Feeling great. <laughs> all right, let's move on to a fight that actually you know might be interesting. Um, between Johnny Walker and yep. um, Ryan Spann, have you got that? Yep. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, it's a tough one. I mean, in recent times, I've been—I wasn't—I wouldn't say I've been—I was a big fan of Johnny Walker. I mean, he just exploded onto the UFC scene with like several early knockouts, and you know, you've seen him with his high knee knockouts is incredible. But in recent times, he sort of dipped recently against Corey Anderson, and most recently against Kredov for decisions. I think he's had to change a lot in terms of. I think with Johnny Walker, he's a bit of a yes man. I think with his training. Now he looks a lot more relaxed and he's preparing in the right way. I, I'd love to see him get the win on this one. It just depends where he's at mentally. And Ryan Spann is a bit of an interesting prospect. He's sort of burst on to the light heavyweight rankings recently. And I don't know, I think we're yet to see his full potential span. There's still some... There's still something missing in Span's game that we probably may see soon. Whether it will be against Johnny Walker, I don't know. This is this is not going to go the distance. This is get another fight where it's not going to go the distance. They're, they're two men. They're two men wanting to knock the living daylights out of each other, and I can see someone getting knocked out in this one. Um, I don't know. It's such a tough one. It really is. I mean. <sighs> It's, it's going to be a striking matchup because you've seen with Krylov, he, he can mix it up and Ryan Spann's not the man to sort of take Johnny Walker down and take him into deep water. So that sort of benefits Johnny in a way. And it's just basically 
it's based on the fact who's got the better sort of knockout power in this one. And I'm going to go for Johnny Walker. I think he's got the better sort of striking power in those hands. And the rounds are, oh, I'm going to go for a first round knockout for Johnny Walker. Maybe that's a bit optimistic, but first round. Yeah. First round. Might be a bit too optimistic, but yeah. Ooh, these guys are tough. This is close. Um, mm. Walker opened up minus 117, and now he's minus 121. Span opened up plus 102. He's plus 105 now. This, uh, this mm. is one of the closer fights on the uh, – not the closest, but it's, it's pretty close. One of the closer ones. Yeah. Um, man, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these uh, finish rates. You're absolutely mm. right. This, is, this, this does not look like it's going the distance. These guys <laughs> like to finish fights early. Yeah. Ooh. I got to think, I'm looking here, I, I got to disagree with you. I think Span can take this one. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. I'm just, I'm looking here. I'm looking at average time, fight times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, let's, let's call it the second. Let's call it a second. Let's call it a second yeah. round finish for Span. No, I respect that. I mean, like I said, you're going against me and you're holding your own in this one. You're going for a Span vote, a second round knockout. I respect that. Go for it. I mean, I'm I'm so torn in this fight. I mean, it just depends what sort of Johnny Walker shows up. Yeah, because there there is certainly a path to victory for um, Span in this one. I grant you that. All right. So let's look at this. Uh, if Walker wins in the first, it's plus three hundred. Uh, so that's a mm. good that's a good good payout. Walker ends the fight early. KO TKO or submission plus one thirty seven. Hmm. So there's that. You get a plus line on both those sides. Ryan Spann to win the fight by KO, TKO, or submission is plus 175. I like this. I think we're actually in a good place here, James. I think we can bet both yeah. sides. We could bet both mm. those outcomes. Spann to win by KO or you know, submission or, or Walker to do the same. We could bet both of them and still turn a profit if either of them finish the fight mm. early. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm all for it because, like I said, there's certainly a path to victory early on for both fighters. And I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, if the line's sort of going in that sort of direction with either fighters, yeah, go for it. I mean, we just, I'm, like I said, I'm going to go for a walker, but okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised as to why the lines over in your ends are sort of favorable in both sort of men. Right, right. So what do you think? This doesn't go the full, the full no, three, I, does it? Hand on heart, this will not go the full distance. I, I don't care. I, I know for a fact that this is not going the judges' scorecards. I promise you that. They're, like I said, they're both men wanting to knock the living daylights out of each other. You can literally, overall throughout their career, you can see their fight last time barely go the distance. They will knock it. Someone will get knocked out. I promise you that. Okay, man. I like it. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. Touch wood. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Next up, what are you, what are you showing? Uh, I've got Random Marcos versus Mackenzie Dern. Right. Is that, is that what you've got as well? Yes, sir. Yep, lovely stuff. Um, ugh, where to begin on this one? I mean, this isn't going to be the most of interesting fights, to be honest with you. Um, Mackenzie Dern, you know what she brings to the table. I mean, her Brazilian jiu-jitsu is just unbelievable. Where you look at Random Marcos, oh, Christ, her record, 10 and 8, is just... It's just not great whatsoever. I don't see a path to victory for Marcos in this one. The only way she's going to get it done is maybe by decision. If she can sort of last and survive this sort of constant pressure from Mackenzie when it comes to shooting for a takedown, then maybe, you know, we can see her implement her striking. But then both women don't have the best of striking. I think 
oh, I'm going to lean towards, I don't know, Mackenzie Dern tends to throw more in terms of her strikes, but they're less accurate and Randa's more well-timed in her strikes. And But even then, her striking is not the best. So, oh, I don't know. I mean, I think Marcos would really will struggle with Dern's pace from the get-go in terms of looking for the submission, looking for the... Um, uh, yeah, like I said, looking for the submission, sort of like her Brazilian jiu-jitsu is second to none. And that's sort of going to affect random big time in this fight. I mean, if she can't survive the early storm from Mackenzie, then she's going to have a tough day at the office. I mean, her her work from her back's not the best. Her defence is okay, but again, once Mackenzie down to the top of you, you're going to struggle. And I'm going to go for Mackenzie Dern by first round submission. First round submission. Mm-hmm. All right. Got that in. Uh, Dern opened up minus 175. She's minus 169 now. Marcos opened yeah. up plus 150. She's plus 145 now. So maybe a little bit of money coming in on random Marcos, but not mm. not a whole lot. It's only moved for no. five cents. Let's see here. Let's look at the first round. Got to get paid on that one. Uh, Mackenzie Dern to win by KOTKO submission. Plus 120. Got a plus mm-hmm. line there. That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, first round is whew, plus three thirty three. That's Mackenzie Dern. So That's an interesting you. one there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. Hell, random Marcos. If she wins in the first round, that's plus eleven hundred. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, no chance there. No chance there. Um, oh no, you Christ, you, you must be one crazy gambler if you're putting Marcos in the first round. Yeah, yeah. This is tough. Like I'm looking at their stats. These, this is pretty, pretty even. I've seen random. I mm. remember seeing random Marcos fight. Unimpre- yeah. Unimpressive. Unimpressive. Yes. To I remember the October fight against Ashley Yoder. I don't think she won that fight. She got the split decision. And I, yes, 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 yes. And I remember she beat Angela over the hill. So. <laughs> so yes, the, the what random Marcus. Yes, that certainly that decision sort of causes a big stir in the MMA community, and and yeah, she sort of came back to reality. But I think she lost her last fight to Rebus back mm-hmm. in March. So yeah, she's not the best of fighters, not the most consistent fighters. But um, yeah, I know, I totally agree. I'm going to follow you on this one. I, I there's not enough value in backing Dern with the minus 169. So hell, I'll just follow you. But I think you're, I think you're on the right side. Yeah, Mackenzie Dern by first round submission. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's get paid on that one. <laughs> All right. You got next, Darren Stewart. Yeah, down my boy down dentist uh, yeah. against Kevin Holland. Although this is certainly going to be a tough one for him. Oh, obviously, like I said, I've always got to back my um, the home countryman on this one. But Kevin Holland is a is a tough dude. I mean, he can he can do it all. I mean, he's He's got a great sort of ability in the striking department. His kickboxing is incredible. So he can mix it up in the striking aspect come fight night against Darren Stewart, whereas you know what to expect from Darren Stewart. He himself is a hard hitter. What I've seen from Kevin Holland in his defeats and in some fights is his sort of his struggle with his conditioning and his decision-making. I don't, I don't know. I mean, with Kevin Holland, if he can sort of use that kickboxing range and sort of the great counters that he will tend to throw. Maybe we'll see him get the victory over Downshire. And like I said, Downshire is a a straightforward fighter. You know what to expect. I mean, Kevin Holland, he can get the submission victory. He can sort of get the fight to the floor. He's got a good couple of submission wins under his belt in his career. But Downshire is very hard to take down. 
I mean, if you can get Dan Shirt down, you know, fair play. It'll be difficult to wrestle, and I, I don't see him. We may see Kevin Holland get a couple of takedowns in the fight, but it will be difficult to sort of look for the submission finish because he is good defensively, Dan Shirt, but predominantly a striker. Kevin Holland can mix it up during the fight, but um, I don't know. I don't think. Darren Shirt, like I said, he's a hard hitter himself, but I don't know if he's got the power to sort of knock a guy like Kevin Holland out. I could be wrong, but Kevin Holland's got a good movement. He knows when to unload and when not to. And But again, his decision-making when countering at times is a bit iffy, but I, I don't know. I mean, I want to back down Shirt on this one, but I think oh, I'm going to go Kevin Holland via a second-round stoppage. Uh, yeah, second round stoppage. I was originally going to go for a decision for Holland, but um, second round finish. Why not? Second round. All right, second round finish. Gotcha. In so uh, Kevin Holland opened up minus two forty. He's minus two fifty three now. Darren yeah. Stewart opened up plus two hundred. He's plus two ten now. Mm. So it's pretty healthy, healthy uh, underdog for Darren Stewart. I'm looking here. I think this is closer than they're giving them credit for. I yeah, think I, I don't think Darren, Darren Stewart's going to embarrass himself. I think no. Darren Stewart, oh shit, at plus 210, I think there's enough value. I'm going to bet Darren Stewart just to win the fight. Yeah, just to win. Yeah. Just to win the fight. There's enough value there. I, you know, Maybe you're right. Maybe Kevin Holland takes care of business. But 210, whew, I, think, I think this is a lot closer than the books are giving Darren Stewart credit for. Yeah, 100%. I think we we definitely saw a different Darren Stewart in his last fight whereby he got the submission win and... He seems a lot more, I looked at his post-fight interview after fight, he's certainly a lot more motivated to sort of get to the top because he's been inconsistent in recent times and to get that win is certainly going to do him a lot of favours going into this fight with Ken Holland. I think they're sort of putting some sort of disrespect onto Dan Schultz's name. You know, that guy's legit and hopefully he proves me wrong on Saturday, but I don't know, it's, it's definitely going to be a lot closer than people make out. Yeah, Kevin Holland to, to you know, just in the fight early, plus 210. Yeah. If it goes to decision plus 125. So it looks like they're thinking decision. Yeah. Uh, and if it wins, it ends in the second. Kevin Holland wins in the second plus 800. Yeah. So good. Good. And this is another instance. If if we feel that good about the uh, Kevin Holland early stoppage and uh, you know, we could bet Darren Stewart as well. They're both plus 210. You could you know throw equal bets on both sides. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if 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 Kevin Holland knocks him out or submits him, or if Darren Stewart mm. wins, we'd be in the money. If it goes to decision, we're boned. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see this one going the full distance. So hopefully, we won't have to. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. It yeah, will, yeah, yeah. Which I don't see happening. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up, I'll let, I'll let you pronounce these names. It, it depends which one you've got because oh, okay. next up on mine is uh, Miguel Baeza versus Jeremiah Wells. I don't know which one you've got up next. Oh, there must not be a line listed for this one, is there? Is that- um, yeah, no, no, this is really, this just came across, I think this fight was penned on paper yesterday mm. or the day, about a couple of days ago, because originally it was supposed to be Mickey Gould versus Miguel Baeza, but uh, Gould had to pull out and, yeah, instead they brought in Jeremiah Wells. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're, once again, being brought to you by my bookie, but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. 
If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc okay so it's wells versus whom wells versus miguel baeza oh, okay that's him okay cool all right yeah um again come fight night the card may change but on topology that's the, the featured fight in the prelims so i'm just gonna go off of that that's fine let's talk that yeah, um, but yeah, like you said, there may not be a line yet, but come Friday, you know, get back to me and see what the line is saying. But I'm I'm pretty much confident in this this um, in my prediction. But with Baeza, he's, he's certainly an interesting prospect coming into the uh, wet division. I think he came through the contender series impressed. He's just certainly a powerful striker. My God, that he can mix it up come any given time in terms of his striker, and he's nine and zero. It'll be interesting to see. Wells to see what he can do on short notice. I mean, himself is a great striker. He's very wild and aggressive. And when the two guys are striking and they're very aggressive in terms of their countering and what have you and they're striking, that's when we see Wells come out on top. And he's going to be he's going to be a top one for Miguel Boyeza. But like I said, you know, you know my thoughts on people stepping in last minute. And I think you've seen the likes of Justin James and Kevin Croom stepping in in recent weeks and short notice sort of impressing and getting the victory, but whether we'll see Jeremiah get the W on this one, I'm not too sure. With, with you see with Baez, it tends to, I'm not for sure on his sort of defense, defensive ability when it comes to the grappling, but we've never seen him really get taken down. And it'll be interesting to see whether the UFC will put him up against a guy who has that grappling skill set soon, but Jeremiah's not that man. So I don't think Miguel Baez has got anything to worry about there. It's going to be two guys standing and training throughout the whole fight, and it's going to be a case of who who strikes better in a way. I think Jeremiah will be he's a bit of a newcomer in the UFC, and he's like I said, late replacement. Miguel Baez has already got the experience in the UFC, so this one will be an entertaining fight nonetheless. I think Baez gets it done by a second round TKO. 
Baeza second round TKO. Keep an eye on that. See where the line gets yeah, posted. Yeah, yeah. I got you in for that. Uh, Miguel yeah. Baeza. Oof. This is, it looks to be a close fight. It'll be interesting to see the line. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see the if it's a healthy plus line for Jeremiah, I'm going to be hard-pressed not to take him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. So moving on, what have we got next? This is probably, yeah, this is probably the one that's difficult to pronounce. I think this is the women's flyweight belt. Silva versus Between, Bo Borea? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Myra Bueno Silva versus Myra Romero Barella. This one, oh, it's, it's an interesting one, to say the least. I think there's two outcomes in this fight. I think Borella could get this done by a decision or Silva just completely uses a great jiu-jitsu skill and gets the fight done as early as possible. All of her, I believe all of her professional stoppage wins, I think Mariah, uh, Myra Silva has come in this first round. Like I said, she's a BJJ expert and on the ground, she is lethal absolutely lethal and I think with Mara she's got to be careful in terms of her sort of defence and whether she's got the ability to sort of keep the fight standing and I, I don't know I don't think her strike uh, wrestling skill I don't think her skill set in terms of her wrestling and the defensive apartment is going to be enough to sort of help her against Silva I think Silva's just too strong on the mat and she literally can mix up at any given opportunity when the fight's in the grappling exchanges so it'll be an interesting one although she's like I said she's predominantly more capable on her feet she's got to be in tip-top condition when it comes to the submission and grappling exchanges Barella. otherwise she will tend to give up her back and eventually tap out like I said, there's two ways this could happen. Probably Barella by decision or Silva by first round submission. And I'm going to go for Silva by first round submission. First round submission. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Silva opened up minus 247. Yep. She's still minus 247 at bet 365, but, or uh, at Pinnacle, but bet 365 put her at minus 275 now. Yeah. So I would imagine that's good. It's going to get worse for her. Mm -hmm. This looks, yeah. this looks to be pretty goddamn one-sided. <laughs> Jeez, it looks like Silva is going to win. Just, I'm looking at these stats. God, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't see, I don't see uh, Mara having much of a chance in this one. No. All right. Um, first round for yeah. Silva plus one fifty. Hey, there you go. I like that. And for her to win, oh, I'm sorry, plus three seventy five. Excuse me, I got my numbers mixed up. Plus three seventy five. <laughs> to win in the first round and plus 150 just to end the fight period. So there it is. Yep. Man, I dig that. I got to follow you because I'm just not seeing the scenario when, <laughs> where Mara wins. So no, hundred percent. All right. So now we are looking Espinosa. Yeah. Okay. Espinosa versus Dvorak. Yeah. Jordan Espinosa versus David Dvorak. Um, again, with this one, I think in terms of the striking exchange, Dvorak is more clean in terms of striking, but it, again, he's capable of mixing it up on the floor and on the feet. He's got a couple of submission wins under his belt, but predominantly, I think we tend to see Dvorak succeed in the striking department. And whether a guy like Jordan Espinosa is sort of going to want to compete in the, rest, uh, the striking exchange, I don't know. He's more of a a decision merchant he can get the fight to the floor he's got a couple of submission victories over his um under his belt but he tends to rarely get 
the finish in terms of either a knockout or a TKO. So it'll be interesting to see how he deals with a guy like George, um, David Dvorak. Predominantly, he's good on the floor. He can take the fight to the floor, as I said, and sort of try and grind out for the full 15 minutes. But Dvorak, he's got that. He's got a good defence come fight night. He's very capable of competing and sort of keeping the fight standing against a guy like Jordan Espinosa, who, again, he doesn't have the most decorated of records. I think he's 15 and seven, uh, Espinosa. So Dvorak's going to, he's going to be, um, it's going to be a tough test for Jordan Espinosa. I think if he can survive the early shots, David, maybe we can sort of see him pick him apart in the striking exchanges. And yeah, he's a very vicious counter puncher and he does certainly have the skill set to capitalize when Espinosa sort of is on the back foot. You know, you can tell when David can read that and sort of exploit those weaknesses in Jordan. I don't know. I don't think he's, it's going to certainly be back and forth and I don't think that's going to bode well with Jordan Espinosa. So I'm going to go for a third round TKO for David. Third round TKO. Yeah. For Got it in. This is the closest fight of the night. looks like mm. uh, Espinosa opened up a slight underdog mm. and now it's, it's even it's minus one Oh seven. It's minus one ten. It's minus one fifteen. both sides. <laughs> So, yeah, whew, closest fight of the night right here. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like uh, Dvorak as well. Looking at these numbers, man. He looks like, yeah. I just wish I had a little bit more data on him, you know, because this is, he's so, so new, so fresh. Um, like, like what? He doesn't fight much in the UFC, does he, compared to Espinoza? Or maybe I'm yeah, just. Yeah, he's, he's only fought once in the UFC, and I think yeah. it was in March against Bruno Silva. So it's kind of hard for me to age that. Um, yeah. Let's see what you're getting paid. Uh, Dvorak to win by TKO submission, et cetera, et cetera, plus 375. Hmm. Nice. That's a nice line right there, James. In uh, the third, plus 1,800. Wow, hmm. man. I got to follow that. Just, just <laughs> payout's too good. Read. It will always, always get me. Um, fuck yeah, though, man! Shit. You hit that. You hit that. We'll be cruising the rest of the night. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we won't need to focus on the rest of the night as long as we get paid in that fight. That's it. We're all sorted. Yeah, you you'll be able to go to bed early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you won't, but <laughs> no, I mean, never early from a UK fan watching MMA. Jesus Christ, you yeah, guys you, are lucky. Or your boys will call you up and say we're going out, and it's, it's over for you. Yeah, so for me, in a way, that's good. We can go out and come back for the uh, main card, so it's a win-win situation. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I don't get any um, messages from you saying you're having a crap day at the office, that should be all good. Yeah, I need your key back for the office. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So what, what do we got next up? Jessica, um, Jessica Rose Clark, right? Yeah, but Sarah Alpa. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go from there again. Both fighters were not the most decorated of records, <laughs> to say the least. You're so polite. You're so goddamn polite. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, hopefully they're not watching. If they are, it's, it's, it's rubbish. Truth, it's rubbish to put your, you know, put you know, to your terminology. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. Like I said, they not got the most decorated of records. You know, excuse me if you're not if you're watching, but it's true. Uh, Alba, she's very, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, she's very dangerous in terms of her striking. Well, she's dangerous very much, dangerous on the mat. Her striking, she can be dangerous, but she's not up to scratch yet. She can sort of counter well, but 
again, in terms of the significant strokes throw-in-wise, I don't think she's got enough to sort of knock a woman like Jessica Rose Clark out. It's going to be a tough one, I think. If Clark can sort of avoid the takedowns and sort of use a decent takedown defence against a woman like Sarah Alpha, then maybe she'll probably get the, the, the decision victory. I think Alba doesn't have the... She's very vulnerable on her feet. She, it's not up to scratch, like I said, in terms of a striker, but she's very capable on the floor. So she could sort of get the fight to the floor and grind out a decision. If Clark isn't careful and gets taken down too easily, I, I don't know. This this is going to be one of them boring fights, I'm afraid, unfortunately. I think this is Sarah's first fight in 13 months. I think it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. yeah. So I'm going to go, um, you know, I, th- I do believe in ring rust, I'm afraid. Like, if you don't keep, if you're not keeping the momentum going, if you're not fighting regularly, that just does not bode well with you at all come your next fight. So I'm going to go for, a, it's not going to be, like I said, it's not going to be the best of fights. I think we're going to go for a Clark by decision. Decision. Yeah, Clark opened up uh, minus 213. She's minus 220 now. Yeah. So no value there. See, well, Clark to win by decision minus 120. So negative line there. I think you're probably right. This doesn't look like a knockout. This does not look like an early finish fight. No, it's not the best of payouts, but I'm going to follow you. Let's, let's do it. All right. Nothing else to say about that fight. Let's move. Yeah. The next still got three fights left. I think I don't know how many you've got on your um, card. About three. I think. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. left. It's not too bad. So I think we've got, is Andre Yule versus Irvin Rivera? Is that what you've got next? Yeah. Wait, is Randy Costa, is that still on or no? Uh, Costa. No, I think oh, Randy Costa versus uh, Jenny Newsom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I have a look. I think that might be there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, you are right. That is next. I literally okay. just skipped through. Yeah. No. Um, I'm I'm going to probably back uh, Journey News on this one. He's got the more experience coming into this fight. Whereas we look at Randy Costa, I don't know. It's a tough one to. I've gone against Randy Costa before, but he, he's certainly very capable in him, himself. We tend to see him win the striking exchanges. He's a very hard hitter himself, but again, his opponent Newton, he can sort of take those shots. He's got a chin. I don't know with Costa. I think he has not fought since early last year and he's not the most active fighters as of late recently. He's had a couple of cancelled bouts. So, you know, we can give him some sort of, we can come some sort of stat then. Uh, he hasn't, I think he's only fought twice in the UFC. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a difficult one to back Costa in this one. Um, Journey Newsom, like I said, he's more of a submission artist himself. He's very dangerous on the map, but like I said, Costa's, Hard, more of a hard hitter in the striking department. He's not going to want to sort of look to take the fight to the floor because, as I said, all of his wins and all, all of his amateur victories have come via a form of knockout. So if he gives up his back and sort of Randy Costa gets the, well, sorry, Journey Newson gets the fight to the floor early on, then maybe we will see him get the submission victory because I don't know if Randy Costa certainly got the ability to defend off his back. And like I said, Newsom's just got that great grappling background, which will be his key weapon in the fight with um, Costa. So I'm going to go for a new. Uh, I'm going to go for a Newsom via second round submission. Second round submission, got it. Yeah, I'm suspicious here. There's something really. Something does not feel right. Randy <laughs> Co- Randy Costa opened up plus one twenty. He's plus one eleven now. 
Journey yeah. Newsom opened up minus 138, minus 127 now. Look at this. It looks like Journey should just... Journey's record is deceptive, I think. He's, what, one, 10 and 2, yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to find a, a reason. Like, it looks to me like Journey should take care of business pretty easily in this fight. But mm. I don't know minus why that's minus 127. Yeah. Maybe, is Journey just not that... Does he not perform? Or the... uh, well, he lost on his UFC debut against Ricardo Ramos, I believe. And then there was a no contest... I think against uh, Domingo Pilate in his last fight a couple months ago. So yeah, he hasn't fought since mid last year. And again, coming up to the amateur ranks is, you know, he was brilliant, but um, yeah, he hasn't fought for a while. Um, if, well, had a full fight for a while because yeah. that one, this last fight didn't count. So okay. again, both men aren't really as active as they should be, but yeah, it's a bit of a weird one on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it looks like I'm just looking at the stats, and you're right. Look at his amateur fights. So maybe when the spotlight really got on him, Journey just wasn't up for it. I don't know. But man, mm. it looks like he should. This, this screams like tune-up fight, but it's only minus one twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean, again, this is one of the weird fights. I yeah. mean, I'm gonna back Journey just because he's got the ability to sort of stand with a guy like Costa. But like I said, his grappling and then the grappling exchanges second to none. That's 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 my reason. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one, to say the least, though. Okay. Well, I I got to follow you on Journey Newsom here. Uh, second mm. round submission. You're getting f- plus five hundred to win by KO, TKO, or submission, and plus five fifty if it ends in in the second. Mm. Man, so shit. <laughs> With these plus lines in these uh, you know prelims, we'll know pretty quick how the day is going, man. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be fun. All right, so we got that out of the way. Now it's. Uh, Yule versus Rivera, right? Yeah, yeah. Now that one's Yule versus Rivera. Um, obviously, with Andre Yule, again, I don't know. I've I don't know what it is with Andre Yule. I've never sort of really seemed to have backed him. He, it's, it's a tough one. I think some may see him as a sort of gatekeeper in the bantamweight division. He's a champion in the CES promotion. He won. He was on a, such an unprecedented streak before he came into the UFC and. When he came to the UFC, he's just one of them inconsistent fights. You know, he'd win one, then lose, and then, you know, he'd be in that sort of circle. So he won his last fight, so scripted for him to lose in this fight with Rivera. I don't know. It's certainly going to be a tough one, to say the least, against a guy like Urban Rivera. I don't know. I think, from my sort of perspective, I think going into this one, I think Andre Yule will be the favourite going into this fight. The matchup sort of, I think it sort of favours him. In a way, with uh, Rivera, I think they've been very generous to UFC and given him an opponent like Irvin Rivera. But he is willing to wrestle Rivera, and he can sort of compete on the mat with Andre Yule. Whether he's got the enough to sort of compete, I don't know. Uh, his defense, again, Andre Yule is, is okay, he's comfortable, but I think he can. There, there's certainly holes in, um, even in Yule's grappling game, that can sort of benefit and bode well with Irvin Rivera, but. I don't know. I think with Andre Yule, his overall style and skill set, we'll probably see him through in this fight. It's going to be a tough one, to say the least. But I'm going to go for an Andre Yule by decision. Decision. Uh, let's see. Rivera opened up plus 165. He's plus 180 now. Yule opened up minus 194. He's minus 213. He's got all the momentum. Mm. Yule by decision decision is going to get you minus 120 hmm. 
So that's what they think is probably going to happen. Any value? Any value on uh, Rivera? I mean, he's plus 180. We take a shot or no? I think, yeah, no, there's, there's certainly a path to victory for Rivera in this one. I think from my sort of perspective, this one does go the distance. And obviously in, in, in the, this day and age with the UFC judges, it could go either way. Okay. So I don't know. It, yeah, there, there is certainly value in um, Rivera in this okay. one. All right. I'm still going to follow you. <laughs> I, don't have enough, done, I'm <laughs> I don't have enough confidence. All mm. right. All right. We're rounding the bend, man. Two left. Yeah, two left. Uh, Derek Minna versus TJ Lamy. Is that what you've got next? Yeah, so it's, it's a weird one with Derek. He's so experienced just across other promotions. And he got his chance against Herbert Burns, brother of Gilbert, um, in the contender series last year. And fortunately lost by a submission first round, I think. Since then, you know, he's fought in other promotions. He's done well. And he got his shot at the UFC early this year, I believe, in February lost via a red naked choke to Grant Dawson. So this is his second bout in the UFC, but it's crazy to think about it. When you look at his record on paper, 24 and 11, he's just so experienced. Um, it's going to be a tough one. I think with TJ Lamy, I mean, Christ, that guy, his striking is unbelievable. I mean, that guy does have the ability to knock various, a lot of people out. And he's only 22, he's 12 and three, I think at the top of my head. There's certainly potential there. Um, he, like I said, he's a hard hitter, but ability to sort of last the full distance. He's came through the contender series. He'll be wanting to, he'll be looking to impress in this fight. Uh, I think this is his UFC official debut against Minna, so he's obviously going to want to impress against the guy like that. I mean, he's also making his second UFC appearance. I, I don't know, man. This is this is a tough one to call. I think uh, this, there's all the ingredients to sort of go the distance. I, I don't know, but I, I want to sort of lean towards somebody far a finish. I, I just, I don't know. I think if if TJ can sort of last the ability and the sort of the pressure from Derek from the get-go, because Derek is dangerous on the floor, he has got the submission game to back it up. And like I said, TJ is more of a hard hitter himself. And if he can sort of survive the takedown shots early on, TJ, then maybe he can get the strike, uh, the finish. So um, this might be a bit optimistic with this one, but I'm going to go for Lamy via second round TKO. Second round TKO by Larry. All right. Got that. Um, yeah, Laramie opened up minus 253. Now he's a whopping minus 302. Miner's mm-hmm. 210. Now he's plus 245. So, yeah, Laramie's a, a massive favorite. Let's see what we mm. do. Uh, to win the fight by KO TKO submission, minus 120. <laughs> Another negative line, so you're probably on the right <laughs> side of that one. Let's see yeah. if he does it in the second, though. You'll, yeah, plus four fifty, yeah. plus four fifty. There it is. All right, man. I think you're probably right. There's, I don't, <laughs> I don't see a path where Miner is going to win. So no. I'm going to have to follow you again. <laughs> well, you've been following me a lot today, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. You're only wrong it's on a couple. Voice. You're only wrong on a couple fights. So yeah. So. <laughs> Last one, and I don't think I have a line for it. Right, this Nam Rivera. Yeah, Nam, I think this one's come through recently. I think Nam was supposed to fight last week, I think, and they've just rescheduled him against. I think he's a different opponent this week. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be a different one. Uh, I don't know. I think going into the fight with Jerome Rivera, obviously 
look at Tyson Nine, he's just so experienced. He's 36, 1911. He's just, like I said, he's got a boatload of experience behind him. Whereas Jerome Vera's uh, 10 and 2, I think he's 25. So he's sort of, you know, making his way into the MMA game. He's making his UFC debut against Tyson Nine. He won in the contender series against Luis Rodriguez, Luis Rodriguez. And this is certainly a, a tough fight to enter your UFC tenure against Tyson Nam, who's just so explosive from the get-go. He's got so many knockout wins under his belt. And, you know, I think UFC have slightly done him dirty, giving him Tyson Nam his debut. I think with with Jerome Rivera, you, you know what to expect from him. A lot of his wins have come on the mat. His ground game ability is, is really, you know, polished. He's very great on, on his back, off his back, getting the submission wins. But does he have the the chin? Does he have the ability to stand and trade? I don't think so. It's going to take a lot to take down Tyson Nam early on, and by that time, I think Tyson would sort of would have picked his shots early on and sort of tested Jerome's chin early on, and whether he has the chin to sort of last against a guy like Tyson Nam, who does hit hard. I don't know. I don't think so. So I'm going to go for Tyson Nam versus by first round TKO. First round TKO. We don't have the yeah. props up yet, but I did find the no, no, no. I did find the line. Yeah. It's Tyson Nam minus 175, Jerome Rivera plus 150. So you're probably on the right side of that. I'm looking at this stuff and yeah, you're side. I think Tyson Lamb <laughs> takes care of business. So we'll see what the payout is and then I'm probably going to follow you again. <laughs> That's a surprise. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Well, th- it's not the strongest way to end the show, but we did get through no. it, man. Got through all the yeah. fights. Long, big card did this week. Yeah, yeah. Certainly a big one. I think we've got like up to 40, like 14 or so fights, which is a bit of a, it's certainly a weird one for UFC, but I don't think MMA fans will care. You no. know, they're getting fights at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, uh, if you go to the, if you download the app, go to the site and you register, I always post James's picks, like, you know, probably Friday, <laughs> post everything, yeah. but only for the registered members, James. So they gotta, they gotta do a little work just to, to read it yeah. or they gotta listen to yeah. the whole episode. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, it's your pick. I mean, you've got you can either sign up to the, the brilliant app. I mean, I love scrolling through, checking through your picks for the weekend across various <laughs> sports. So you've got to shout that out, or you can yeah listen to the podcast. One of the two. That's up to you. One of the two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you can you know just not do either and just go listen to Sports Sesh, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but you can listen to the Sports Sesh podcast if you want. But no, unfortunately, I won't be. We won't be doing an episode this week. What? Given our prediction. Well, no, we've got we've got an episode coming out on Saturday with um, Nathan Fletcher, who's sort of an upcoming prospect himself in his, his field. So that'll be certainly a good good to hear him sort of hear his envision of where he wants to be in a couple of years' time, reaching the top of the sport. So yeah, I won't give too much away, but that's certainly a good watch. But yeah, that's that's our, that's us done for the week, and yeah, we'll, we might be back next week. Okay, good, good. Everyone needs their their you know their Mason time, right? Yeah, I mean next week, you know, it might be Mason time next week. Come UFC two five three if you get one. Yeah, we should, we should, but we're going to reach out. We'll see if we can get Mason. We get the, get the whole brain trust behind Sports Sesh on here. Christ, yeah, we're probably going to have a couple of uh, kerfuffles and little knocks in between next weekend. Probably have a couple arguments, but hey, I'm sure you'll you'll be licking your lips at the prospect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Sports Sesh, UFC Deluxe on Twitter. That's it, right? Still going, still going. Yeah, that's all, mate. All right, James, get the hell out of here. Take care, man.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.